Good morning. This is 89.1 FM Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in today. Beautiful uh, spring day and happy to be in the in the station today with our radio engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And David Abood. Good morning. Good to be here, Jan. Yeah, very good to be here and have the opportunity to to be part of this radio program, you know, the, the, yeah. we really appreciate this radio station yes, and the we fact do. that yeah. it really almost goes to like 24 seven, yeah. getting yes. the word of God out through song, through testimony, through teaching. Absolutely. And so that's what we hope to do this morning. We <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, we started on this topic, David, of uh, why church, mm-hmm. you know, why church? Why, why, why uh, should we belong to church as a Christian? Should yeah. believers, is it, is it a, a good thing to do? Mm-hmm. Is it a commandment to do? Is, uh, What's the reasons we should be? What's the reasons people give yeah. not belonging to a church? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll explore these, and of course, we'll start with the scripture. But yeah. again, um, if anyone is tuning in, I mean, if you're not getting good reception, you can go to www.wnzn.org. Again, that's www.wnzn.org, and just uh, tune in that way, which is uh, another way to listen to us. So mm-hmm. we started last time, David, in Matthew. Uh, chapter 18. Uh, I'm sorry, let's say the start of the church is actually Matthew chapter 16. Right. And uh, you could even read verse uh, 18 uh, and uh, 19 if you would like. Sure. Chapter 16. And I tell you, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay, so here we see Jesus is establishing the church. Right. Now, um, yeah. And of course, we see later in the epistles and in, uh, in, even in the writings of Peter that Jesus is the cornerstone, or what they call the foundation stone, mm-hmm. and the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists are, are other stones built on that foundation. And then we, it says in First Peter, are like living stones. We're, we're each, each Christian is inserted into this yeah. temple or building that Jesus is the architect. He's the grand builder. And he shows us the fact that, number one, it's going to persist. He will build his church. That's a, that's a promise. That's a prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. The gates of hell will not prevail against right. it. Notice the church yeah. is encroaching or coming and invading the powers of darkness. That's their gates. It's not yep. they're coming after the church. We're going into their territories, mm-hmm. you understand? Establishing churches. And then when you see the following chapter in chapter 8, and this is where Jesus talks about uh, how to reconcile with a brother. Uh, and if you look at verse 15 um, through 17, uh, 15 through 17 in chapter 18, he shows you how a church operates. He starts to show you how a church operates. If you want to read that, David. Sure, chapter sure. 18, verse <clears throat> If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, 
treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Okay, what's important here, there's several elements that are important. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it, it showed how to reconcile conflict right. and differences. Uh -huh. yeah. But if a person doesn't want to listen and is unrepentant, it says, tell it to the church. Well, how could you tell it to the church if you didn't have a church group? Right. You, we just yeah. got to go tell it to everybody in the marketplace? No. <clears throat> These are people that belong to an assembly. Mm -hmm. We'll get into a definition in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a group of people that assemble together yep. under some kind of authority and that if they if they're unrepentant we're going to see that later in the scriptures yeah put them out put them out of what the assembly yeah what we might call excommunication mm -hmm. and treat them as an unbeliever right well again if you didn't have a local church yeah how could you put somebody out right because they're not in there you yeah. can't put somebody out if they're not in, not in. Right? <laughs> yeah. just what it yeah. is and so that's why when you study the new testament Nearly all of the letters, uh -huh. epistles, are written to a church. If you look at Galatia, yeah. Corinthians, Ephesus, Philippi, or it's written to a church pastor or elder, Titus, mm -hmm. Timothy, like this. And the book of Revelation, that is written to seven local churches yeah. in Asia Minor, which yep. is mm -hmm. present-day Turkey. Mm -hmm. So my point being that the local church is very more than just very important and it is extremely important and why this is such a big topic today is we more and more the trend is yeah. christians are not committing and being involved with the local church yeah if you study statistically this trend line is very pernicious it's yeah. not a good trend line or not a good we've seen this happening in europe yep. in spain in france and now in great britain and churches mm -hmm. are are empty or they're being sold off as uh, uh, condominiums or nightclubs or mosques or bookstores or something like this. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying the church is the building, but that's where the people assemble together. Here's a work. At, I'll give you a definition or two of church. The local church is defined as the local assembly of believers or a congregation that meets together physically for worship, for fellowship, for teaching, uh, for communion. For encouragement in the faith uh, that people can help meet needs of one another and then to disciple people that they can go out into their community and share the good news of the gospel mm -hmm. through word or works of mercy okay okay <clears throat> at the local church we are able to have relationship with other believers we break bread together we pray for each other we disciple we strengthen one another yeah that's a very important thing oh, yeah. and like I said, there's two institutions God has given to us to change culture or yep. society. One is the family, mm -hmm. and the other is the local church. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. You can raise a child in foster care or an orphanage, but that is not the ideal. Yeah. The mm -hmm. ideal is mother, father, raise this child into adulthood. Yeah. And you want to see them being well-rounded socially, morally, mm -hmm. academically, etc., intellectually. Mm -hmm. So, too, it, it, it takes a family to raise a child, but it takes a church to make a disciple. Yeah. yeah. You see? And to raise yeah. a Christian. Christianity yeah. is not a do-it-yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, okay, I got it. I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need any help. It's mm -hmm. the exact opposite of that. Yeah. First time God says something is not good in the Bible is where? Mm -hmm. It is not good. For man to be alone. For man to be alone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that carries all through scripture. Yeah. We are social beings. Yeah. Yep. We 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 are not hermits. We are not isolationists. Mm -hmm. We need each other. Man is built uh, for relationship. Yeah. As a matter of fact, two of the two most important needs 
human beings have at a very deep level. Number one is significance, and number two is intimacy. Yeah. And what I mean by that is significance. You want your life to count. You right. want your life. Am yeah. I right, Wanda? Yeah. You want when you speak. You want to leave legacy. You yes. you. When you leave this world, you want to know you left this world with yeah. some kind of impact oh, or yeah. influence. Absolutely. And intimacy means you, if you have a friendship, you want a real friendship. Yes. If you are married, you want a real marriage, yeah. not just a partnership. If you are, um, even if you have a business, you want to have a relationship mm -hmm. with your employees. Mm -hmm. God wants a relationship with us. Yeah. But in terms of intimacy at a church level, when you have, that's why we're called brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Right. You can be closer to people in your church oftentimes than you can be with unbelievers in your extended family. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Any That's thought right. on this? I know Absolutely. You guys oh, you know, it, it is so true. Number one, there's no skeletons in the closet like mm -hmm. you have with family. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you, you're kind of on a clean slate. Uh, but also, when you have uh, Christ centered in your life, mm -hmm. It's amazing that when you talk to people like that, that's what your conversation focuses on. Absolutely. Not everything else that seems superficial. It seems, you know, it's not meaningful per se because when you become a Christian, you realize that that's what you want to talk about. Right. And so you seek other people to talk about it. Yes. And so, you know, the, the hardest thing for me, John, and we're going to go over scripture about one body and, sure, sure. you know, how the church is, is built up is I have to remember that uh, what I just said, because there's times where you have, you know, chemistry issues with other people. Yeah. And what what the church is about is flawed people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's made up of flawed people. That's Christ true. knew that even he had the disciples mm -hmm. start the first churches. Mm -hmm. But when when you really get into the word, you realize that you look past that and you're all rowing in the same direction. Mm -hmm. You're all on the same crew that's team as you start to go. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. And another thing uh, to piggyback on both what you were saying it, when it comes to the church, just like this morning, uh, we, we hadn't uh, come together in, in a week, and usually whenever we come together, I'm always bringing something that I can't wait to share with mm -hmm. you, John, and you, Dave, uh -huh. and you tell Marie, and you tell Marilyn, and it's just, there's just an excitement in be when believers come together and we share uh, the, the stories that we experience in life uh -huh. uh, when we were away, mm -hmm. and then yeah. the, the requests come before we pray, before we go on the air, and you guys cover me in prayer. We pray for one another's families, and and we just watch how our prayers are applied in life. And that is the, that is what's so important yeah. about assembling one to another and forming these strong Christian relationships, and we help us one to another in ways that we don't even realize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, you're, you're absolutely right. You know that yeah. that is true because. You know, when I travel, okay, in two weeks I'll be in Italy. Last mm -hmm. month, month and a half, I was in Thailand. Mm -hmm. But when I go there, like I'll be giving, sharing a message in Naples the first time in there. And then we were in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Mm -hmm. When you go into a church body, it there's there's a there's a consistency there. Yeah. Okay, we might belong to a suburban church in Cleveland or an urban church in Cleveland. But when you're in a rural church in Thailand yeah. or a high-rise church in, let's say, uh, London, mm -hmm. there's a there's a similarity. There's yeah. a sim you know you're coming together, you're worshiping God with these hymns, like Wanda says, you're praying for one another. Study the number of times it says in the New Testament one another. Yeah, and there's, there's multiple yes. times one one another who yeah with one another Absolutely. with church members yes. doesn't mean yeah. the unbelieving world surrounding us. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, you pray, you share communion. Right. See, communion is is so 
we'll talk about that. But part of communion is to see if you have any broken relationships. Yeah. And to heal that because we're one bread. You know, right. as it says, yeah. reflect, take time to reflect. Mm -hmm. Do I have a broken Do I have to ask forgiveness? Do I have to extend forgiveness? And then partake of that. And you're strengthened. But my point being, that's like true around the globe. Yeah. You can go to Brazil, you can go to mm -hmm. Zaire, you can go to Bangkok, you can go to... It's the same language. Lorraine. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's a certain... Um, similarity yeah. and that yeah. stretches back yeah. all the way time yeah. when Jesus says I will build my church yeah yeah, yeah. The, you know um, the, the other thing I like about the community with the church is when Paul's favorite metaphor is the church is is Christ's body right yes. John and how we attain fullness of Christ when you look at Ephesians 4 11 to 16 mm -hmm. so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in, in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And this is how I started with you, John. Then we will no longer be infants, mm. talk, tossed back and forth by the waves mm -hmm. and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Mm. Instead, speaking the truth and love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Yeah. From him the whole body joined and held together by ever-supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I, I, I'm, I might be a toddler now, but uh, you know, uh, there's so much more to learn. And without you and the community of our church uh, brothers and sisters, there's no way to be a Christian without being in a church. You can't. How can you do it? You can't do it. That's why, yes, Gwanda, please. You know, and that, I believe, David and John, I believe that is why the enemy fights so hard. Isn't it, it ironic where people will have conflict at work or conflict in, in, in the marketplace, and they'll find a way to resolve it and go right on back. But when an issue or offense or something happened in church, people be like, oh, I don't go to church. Mm. I don't go to church. Right. Because the enemy knows that is the place where we receive our communion. That yeah. is the place where we get our strength. Yeah. That is right. the place where we get fellowship that we mm -hmm. need. We were created. We were created to need this. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, it, You're right about that. People have yeah. the wrong view of church. Mm -hmm. A church is not a play plan. Church is a workshop. That's yeah. right. And, and God is using all these tools right. to, to conform us to the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to a fundamental issue. When Rwanda brings out a good point, people leave church because they said, I don't like it. I was hurt. They hurt my yeah. feelings. I don't like the style of music, mm -hmm. on and on and on. Yeah. God's purpose in this life is not to make us happy. Mm -hmm. It's to make us holy. Now, I believe as we seek to be holy, we can be happy. Uh -huh. But if you seek happiness as a main goal in this life, you'll probably get neither. Yeah. Because the word says, seek ye first, first the kingdom. kingdom of God. Right. All yeah, that's kingdom. right. Right. Yes. So if people think, oh, I God's main intention is for me to be happy, mm -hmm. and I go to a church and I'm not happy, they don't serve coffee after service. I don't like the color of the carpet. I don't like the style of music. The sermon's too long. The sermon's right. too short. Fill in the blank. Yeah. That's not the reason. First and foremost, we go to church because we obey God's word. Yeah. Forsake yeah. not the assembling of yourselves together. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Number two, he gave us the church. Yeah. Number three, as you just read in Ephesians, David, look at this. It says here, and he, that's Jesus, verse 11, Ephesians 4, he himself, what? Gave. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think that uh, 
pastors and teachers and evangelists are gifts? Absolutely. We don't think about that That's sometimes. Right. We That's don't right. think about that. Yeah. Your pastor, uh, an evangelist comes to visit. You know, Billy Graham mm -hmm. came through Cleveland and these different guys are yeah. on the radio. Or teachers, they are gifts. They're gifts given to us. Yeah. And if we don't avail ourselves, we don't want to go to church, right. we don't hear the pastor, not interested in teaching, you know, he, he gives it to us. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He says, he gave us apostles, that's the foundational stones, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, right. that we might be equipped mm -hmm. for the work of the ministry. We're the ones that are, are, are supposed to be in ministry. It doesn't matter if you're a, yeah. a nurse or a custodian or an entrepreneur or a CEO mm -hmm. or right. a minister. Mm -hmm. yeah. You are in ministry. Right. You know, wherever you're at, you can be properly equipped. We come into unity. Now, this is important, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried yeah. by every wind of doctrine, the trickery of men, mm -hmm. deceitful plotting. Notice what it says there, to and fro, right. every wind of doctrine. People that don't go to church oftentimes as Christians, they'll mm -hmm. get into some kind of crazy doctrine or beliefs mm -hmm. because they don't have any uh, guidelines. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. have any guardrails. Mm -hmm. That's one thing a church mm -hmm. does. Is It It says in Jude, the second last letter of the, the mm -hmm. New Testament, contend for the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. Mm -hmm. What it means is every generation has to like affirm, this is what we believe. Yeah. This is what we believe. Mm -hmm. That, that God has revealed himself through the scriptures, that he's created man in his image, mm -hmm. that man has sinned and fallen mm -hmm. short of the glory of God. God sin came into this world, uh, that he died, was buried, and rose from the dead. He'll give us new life. Well, you, yeah. you have to believe those that affirm and pass it to the next generation. It's almost right. like a relay race. Yeah. And then pass that to the next generation. Right. Well, how do you do that? You do that within the context of a church. Yes. A, a church preserves that. doctrine. Right. And, you know... When we can think faithful churches of our parents and yeah. our grandparents and on and on and on back that they preserved it and we we still right. have, hold this. It and you know uh, I think our favorite apostle that we've talked about is Paul, mm -hmm. and he clearly could not conceive of living the Christian life apart from the church. In one Timothy three fifteen, he says, "If I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves mm. in God's household." which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. That's so a very he's saying, if point. I'm not here, yes. this is where you get your, your education. Exactly mm -hmm. right. This is the pillar. Exactly right. Yeah. It's, here's, what it, here's a good quote uh, from Christian history. And this is uh, Michael Green in his famous book, Evangelism in the Early Church. He says, the community life, that is to say of Christians in the church in the first centuries, though far from perfect, was nevertheless sufficiently different and impressive to attract notice, to invite curiosity, to inspire discipleship in an age that was as pleasure-conscious, as materialistic, and devoid of serious purpose as our own. Yeah. Paganism saw something in early Christianity in the church, a quality of living and supremely of dying, which cannot be found anywhere else. Yeah. So a church is yeah. like a lighthouse, wherever it might be. Mm -hmm. It's like a, you know, mm -hmm. you go into a town and mm -hmm. you see golden arches. Oh, yeah. that, you can go right. there. Well, a church is like a lighthouse where you can go to and yeah. worship and hear yeah. the word of God. Mm -hmm. And if you have needs, if you're really serious and yeah. you have real physical, you know, needs or financial, you go to a church and share it with the elders. Yeah. They're helpful. If you need counseling, um, you know, all of these things, and then to realize that that church can then reproduce itself 
by establishing yeah. what they call a sister church or send a missionary and money uh -huh. to a distant land to establish a church. Yep. It's a very, very powerful model that Jesus has given us. Really, what he gave to us, in a sense, is like a franchising uh, pattern, if you really look at it. Yeah. Because... There's he, look. He says, "I'll build my church." He's the master architect. Mm -hmm. He he gave us the blueprint. Mm -hmm. And when you study Acts of the Apostle, you see how the blueprint works. Mm -hmm. And if we get away from that blueprint, uh, we're in our own devices, our own imagination. That's why when you see this, if you look at Acts chapter two in uh, the scripture, even the early church, it says a couple very. Significant. This is before they had any kind of completed scripture or anything, let alone New Testament. But look what they knew already. It says here, look at, uh, uh, look at verse 41 and 42, uh, chapter 2. This is like... Go ahead, Wanda. Okay. 41 and 42. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Okay, thank you. Just those two things. This yeah. is early on, right? Mm -hmm. Number one, they listened to the word of God, they received it, and were baptized. Mm -hmm. So they were obeying the first mm -hmm. command, repent and be yeah. baptized. Believe, repent, be baptized. And that day, the numbers increased. They continued <clears throat> steadfastly. It wasn't a one-off deal. In the Apostles' Doctrine, that's Scripture, which is not being formed, and fellowship coming together in the breaking of bread. Now, this could be both uh, we break bread, we share bread together, you have a meal, but it also could lead later to communion, and in prayers. Yeah. And as a result of that, many miracles were done. Uh, verse 44, all who believed were together and had all things in common, sold possessions and goods, divided them among as anyone had need, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread house to house. Mm. They ate their food with glad, praising God, having favor with all people. The Lord had, see those elements? That's early. It's like Pleasantville. Yeah, well, well yeah. Believers. It sure sounds like it, doesn't yes, it? Believers. Yeah. Baptism. Right. Fellowship. Breaking bread. Hey, having let's let's go back there. Well, in a sense, we are. <laughs> now, we are in this sense. We, yeah. When we come yeah. together, as imperfect as it is, mm -hmm. okay, we, we, we come together to worship, we come mm -hmm. together to prayer, we come together to hear God's word, we come together to have <clears throat> fellowship. I mean, some yeah. churches do have a meal after. Mm -hmm. that's, and yeah. When I'm in the Orient, that's, we were just there, and right after church, they start setting up these tables, we have like a lunch, <laughs> but some have uh, uh, coffee, yeah. you know, right. but then you have the, the communion, the yes. breaking of the bread, and, the, mm -hmm. and then who's got needs? Real needs. Hey, do you need work? Do you so and so has got this? Or let come over here. Let's pray. Or they have usually have benevolent fun. If you need, they don't they don't right. publish it. But right. If you really need, right. Come here. I'm <clears throat> short on rent. We're yeah. going through a difficult. Mm -hmm. See, what I'm getting at is what happened back here, two thousand years later in a healthy church. It has to be somewhat operational, and where gifts are operating. You see it happening, yeah. man. You know, yeah. God again. Jesus is the master builder. And he gave us the master blueprint. We must follow his blueprint. Absolutely. And yeah, that's he, why when people say, I don't that. belong to church, yeah. I'm a Christian, because uh, whatever. I got hurt in church when I was a child. Uh, I hear the one my friend told me, he's a believer, he says, I don't go to church because there's too many hypocrites. I said, let me get this straight. 
You say a hypocrite is getting between you and God. He goes, yeah, sort of. I said, by definition, that means the hypocrite's closer to God than you are. Mm. And he goes, yeah, maybe you're right. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I said, so, we don't yeah. go to church yeah. to please people. No. We don't go to church to please ourselves. No. Now, this is a problem in Western society and culture yeah. because we've been given much we really have unless yeah. you get out of the country africa asia yes. and you see how yeah. little people have yes. we have the luxury of consumerism so if i take my little spiritual shopping basket push cart into this church over yeah. here yeah. in let's say bay village or and i don't like it mm -hmm. because of the carpet because of the music i don't like target okay i'm going to go to costco if I don't like Costco, if they don't serve me right or have what I want, I'm going to go to Walmart. Yeah. So we take that same mindset. You know what? I didn't like that church, even though we've been part of it and committed to it. They don't like it anymore. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go over here. Yeah. I'm going to go over here. You know? And that's why it's hard to get a good read on real church growth because much of evangelism is what we call a mission sideways. Right. You're not making converts. All you're getting is people added to your roles because they left the church yes. over there. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's Christian consumerism. Mm. Is, it, is this not a healthy sign? You know, and, and I think we brought this up last time. I remember you said to me, John, there's no perfect church. And especially as we look into this, we see that it's made up of imperfect people. So you can jump around, but, you know, there's not going to be that perfect church. You know, when Christ designed the church and he gave it its mission, the thing I like is what you brought up in Matt 16, 18, where he declares, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you said, the gates likely represent the power of hell. Exactly. Which is no match whatsoever for Jesus. When you see and talk to these people that are unchurched, mm -hmm. and you listen to them talk about their life, I was there. The mm -hmm. ups and downs, the chaos, uh, you know, the fact they have no time, or this is going on, or this is wrong with their health. It goes on and on and on, and they have one thing after another. Sometimes there's three or four things at the same time hitting their family. Mm -hmm. And we got to remember, this is like the Wizard of Oz with the flying monkeys. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the enemy is not just going to play nice. And so when you don't have the protection that Christ gave us before he left the planet, right. that was his intention to protect the disciples and the people that were going to follow him moving forward, right? Exactly So right. if you don't have that protective hub, and he's already telling you, if you get in that community, the power of hell is no match for it. Mm. Because I am the creator of heaven and earth. Well, you're exposed. Right. Because yeah. if we don't adhere to what he's given to us and follow his directions, we're exposed. Yes, exactly. Th that's why, right. going back to yeah. the family right. and the local church, mm -hmm. the worst thing a child can do, really, is run away from home. Now, if they run away from home, like the prodigal, yeah. Uh, the best thing that might happen is that life on the street is so rough, it's going to do what? So cause them cause to think and drive them back yeah. home. Mm -hmm. Look yeah. at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You see this operational with a church. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is a bizarre situation. But verse 1 uh, through 3 sets this up. Um, chapter 5, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Uh, through three. He says, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. Mm -hmm. Such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles, which are unbelievers, mm -hmm. that a man has his father and father's wife. So it's his yeah. stepmother or something weird going on here, immoral. But he's in the church. Mm -hmm. And you are puffed up and have not 
rather mourn that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. In other words, they're still letting him in the church, maybe even leadership. And he's saying that the Corinthian church had issues. You know, you talk about issues today in churches. That's just what it is. Right. It's a fallen world. He says, but, Paul says, uh, verse 4, indeed, as absent from the body, but present in the spirit, already judged him. What he says, when you come together... Look what he says in verse 4. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's the authority, when you are gathered together, that's the church assembly, along with my spirit, my okay, my my authority, with the power of the Lord Jesus, deliver such a one where? To Satan, for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. And how do you do that? Verse 7. Therefore mm-hmm. purge out the old leaven, that you are maybe a new alum, uh, Therefore, let us keep the feast without... He's basically saying, put him out. Yeah. A little bit of leaven contaminates the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Well, how could you put him out of something he's not in something to begin with? Right. Be, but there yeah. you see this exercise of authority and discipline. Mm-hmm. And But the key here is, what this suggests is that when people are part of the assembly in mm-hmm. church, yeah. under pastoral care, there's a certain amount of protection. You see, there's a covering. Mm-hmm. There's a and to be put out there. What the, Paul just said exposes you to who? The enemy. The enemy. Right. Do you understand? That, that's exactly we're, right. We're in a safe, secure refuge in the church, and outside are like wolves. You understand? Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah. like looking. Okay, where's the stray? Who's out there? But what's interesting here, um, when when and then he says in verse eleven, now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named. A brother who is sexually immoral or covetous, mm-hmm. idolater, drunkard, put them out. He's saying. Now, when you come to First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter five, this is what he. Uh, uh, this is the follow-up letter to this kind of a deal. He says something very interesting here. If you're in um, ch- chapter five, uh, he he says uh, b- basically bring this guy back in. Um, Look at verse um, uh, 16 um, and, uh, in, in chapter 5, 16. And yeah, look, look at chapter uh, 16 and 17. Let's look at, well, no, no, let's look at chapter 2, okay? Um, and look at verse, uh, verse 8 and 10, 8 through 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 8 through 10. This is where he wants us to bring this man back in that was put out for the fellowship. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. The reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. Okay, he says, bring him back in. He probably is repenting now mm-hmm. because look at verse 11. In order that Satan might not outwit us. See yeah, that? There you go. Why was he put out? Right. So that Satan could get at him and wow. agitate. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. this is a church that's operating correctly. Right. right. You have an immoral... Uh, because a sinner comes to church is not the issue. But if they're unrepentant yes. mm-hmm. and don't, and yeah. there's maintaining a lifestyle... Then put him out. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely can't put him in positions mm-hmm. of leadership or teaching. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. that. He says, put him out. The enemy's out there. Let his life get unraveled. Let him get chastised. Let him, let, like the prodigal, those those per- things might cause him to, to think, repent, 
and return. And now Paul yeah. said, bring them back in. Yeah. Don't let we understand Satan's devices. Wow. Do you see how that? Yeah. You cannot have that operating. And, let, and here's my question to people I know. The past 40 years I've been a Christian. Christians I know, I say to them, why would you deliberately self-excommunicate yourself and open you and your family exactly. to the wiles of the enemy? Mm -hmm. it, well, John, you know what? When you said that to me when we were first walking down the path together, I didn't believe you. Uh, you know, and, and I, I think my first reaction to that was he's just trying to get me to go the, to go to church. What I learned over the last eight to ten years is not only where you were right, but how right you were. Exactly. And, and so now, I, you know, I, I run for that. Now, now certain, sure, there's days with podcasts and stuff that you can stay sure. home and do that. Right. But I think a majority of people with the internet now and podcasts are staying home alone. Yes. And that's not what it is. Exactly you right. You can't do that every weekend. Yeah, if you need to occasionally, sure. Yeah. But not every single weekend. That's where the dilemma is. That's exactly right. And that's right. the problem. They don't see they have to go to church. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. My, body call, my buddy calls it warm body theology. Mm. Where two or three are gathered together. We're going into a yeah. social media age where people are getting siloed and catacombed into their houses. They have a computer screen, they have internet, they have what? Then they think that's a substitute for being physically present. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine having a family Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and nobody comes to the table but everybody's hooked up on Skype? How yeah. you doing, brother? How's right. grandpa doing? Well, <laughs> yeah. For that's not what it's about. It's yeah. about literally coming together. Yeah. Literally coming together and. But you see here in this Corinthian yeah. example. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, many, many Christians do not know this. Yeah. They don't realize that under that, there's protection mm -hmm. under that, what I call a church properly oriented under pastoral care and authority, mm -hmm. committed one to another under the submission of Christ and his holy scriptures. There's protection. Mm -hmm. Go out from there and the enemy's looking. Right. Who's coming out. Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah. The, I mean... All I can tell you is Jesus even prayed for his disciples when he left because he knew that he wouldn't be there to protect them anymore. Exactly if you right. look at John 17, I just want to read this to sure. you because it ties into the whole premise mm -hmm. that the church is one body and that you need each other. I have re revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you, for I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those who have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and the glory has come to me through them. I will remain in this world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. That's what it's all about. Yeah, right. he's, that's the model. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's trying to get what he... he they, the church was built to mimic what Christ has with, with the Holy Spirit and with God the Father. Yeah. Because together they are strong. Yeah. They are one. Right. And that's what we're supposed to be emulating. And then look at yeah. two components. Look at verse 15. Yep. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil right. one. Okay, yes. that's yeah. one of the things uh -huh. the church offers protection. Mm -hmm. Verse right. 16, uh, that they are not of the world, just as I am not. Sanctify them by the truth. Then he says what? 
Thy word is true. What's the thing that happens at church? The word of God goes out. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Preaching and teaching. Yeah. And then we also have the instruction, but we also have protection yes. against the enemy. Right. And then we have prayer. Yeah. So you see these elements even uh -huh. in the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And of course, uh, uh, what I like, of course, is verse 20 where he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Who's that? He's praying for his apostles, but what he says that in verse 20, I do not pray for these, but those who will believe in me yeah. through their word. That's, that's who? That's us. That's us. Yeah. Everybody. He's that's praying for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's ever, he ever living <clears throat> to make intercession right. for us. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. But again, yeah. here's the thing. I think naturally in our fallen nature, we're rebellious. I think we're that's rebellious it. people. I think that's it. And we yeah. don't like anybody basically telling us what to do. You know, we're, we're autonomous. That's why you see an army of one. Mm -hmm. uh, just do it. Yeah. Uh, Nike, mm -hmm. you deserve a break today. Mm -hmm. Self Magazine, mm -hmm. it's all yeah. me. It's me. It's me. Yeah. You see? Yeah. That's not what this is about. Right. It's us under yeah. Christ's authority. You see? We, yeah, and, and John, we had our men's retreat uh, this past weekend. It was an incredible turnout. And I think, you know, one of the things that uh, that we talked about was the fact that there's a lot of guys there that are lone wolves. You know, that's the way I was. Exactly. And you can see what happens. You know, we talked about that, too, about how the enemy, you know, in 1 Peter 8, how the enemy crouches like a lion and is waiting for that, exactly. that you know, that prey to, to leave the herd. Mm -hmm. And when you leave the herd... You become prey. The predator is going to get you, and exactly that's what he looks right. for. He's looking for the weak. He's looking for the individual that's alone. What does it say in Peter? Beware, be alert, be awake. Yeah. For your enemy is like a lion, roaring lion, looking to devour. Who, well, look at these yeah. documentary films right. on the, on the, the Serengeti right. plains of Africa. Exactly. You see these lions. Yeah. They're looking at there's some gazelles yeah. or there's deer yeah. or there's and they're looking. Who are they looking for? Not yeah. the strongest no. or the fastest runner. Yeah. They're looking for one who cuts from That's the pack right. and let's That's go right. hunt them down. That's right. So, too, why, why do we have so many <clears throat> defeated Christian lives? It's because they're not keeping what I call basic theology. A, you know, one, two, buckle my shoe, three, four, shut the door. <laughs> Accept Christ, get baptized, belong right. to a community. Right. This is not... That's right. I, you know, I needed master's degree in theology stuff. The best thing the leader of the household can do is to get their family in a church. Exactly right. The best thing the leader of a house can do is get their family in a church. There's no other way to say it. Hey, I don't like times waking up on Sunday and going to church every Sunday. I get it. But with the internet, with podcasting, with affluence in this country, um, it, it people have lost their way. Yeah. They don't see the value of it. And so that's really, it's almost like, you know what Jesus said, if they're not going to listen, if they're not going to follow, treat them as pagans and tax collectors. I think he's trying to, to say, we've got to let them correct themselves so when they come in, they're fully into it. They're fully committed. And, you know, for me, I was searching for a church for a long time. And I, I wasn't going to church. Right. And so I was one of those people, that lone wolf, that didn't want to hear it and thought church was just okay, and I didn't right. like the priest, I didn't like this, that, or the other thing. So um, all I can tell you, if you're listening, you are the head of your house, or even if you're an individual, you have to be in a community like a church. Committed community believers be. under pastoral care. They, yeah. You know, I have four children, adult children now, ten grandchildren, and it does my heart good to see that these ch that my children are leading their children 
in, now, first and foremost, she starts in the home. Don't get me wrong. But when my little children, come, my grandchildren come out of Sunday school class, they're six, seven years old, they know more scripture at six or seven than I knew at 17, 18, 19. Yeah. You see, they know hymns. They know how to pray mm -hmm. for each other. They understand basic Christian mm -hmm. doctrine. Well, and they, they have a sense of fellowship when they go to their Sunday schools and that. That's powerful. Yes. Wanda, you were raised in church. Mm -hmm. David and I, we, we, you know, our situation was a little bit, we were, you know, but we didn't really get a lot of the Word of God, I would say. Would you no, say that's right? uh, we did not but get you know the, the benefits of that. Yes. Uh, and then, um, yeah. you know, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And right. so, so if we were building our spiritual house, Matthew mm -hmm. chapter 7 says, on sand or mm -hmm. on the rock. And yeah. the rock is said, hearing the Word of God and obeying the Word of God. Right. And then yeah. the winds come and the rain yeah. falls and the floods come up. It comes from three angles. Yeah. And it says, the house that was built on sand is washed away. That's that's our moral house. Our 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 religiosity is blown away. Mm -hmm. But the one that's built on the, the Word of God can take temptations, mm -hmm. trials, tribulations, career changes. Mm -hmm. But when we... Kid problems. We, we got to be 19, 20, yeah. David. And we had a nice religious house, mm -hmm. I would think, when we're 13 or 14. Yeah. You know, it's, you know mm -hmm. this and this and that. But how about when we left home, went off to college, went off to the military? It's just what the Bible says. It was kind of gone. It was a free for Until we found yeah. out how to right. get yeah. the yes. Yes. That's right. So yes. that's the importance, Wanda. If, yes. And sometimes we don't truly yeah. thank our parents enough to bring us up with that kind of heritage or legacy. You, you can attest to that. And I, and I truly believe that because, because of that, a lot uh, there was a hedge of protection around me even mm -hmm. when life happened to me yeah there was still a tremendous amount of favor that followed me and i believe it's because i was raised in that protection and with those mm -hmm. with, with those protections come certain benefits mm -hmm. just oh yeah like, just like even when you right. start a job or or you you start mm -hmm. a business and you offer your employees uh benefits packages certain things they purchase but then just because they are a part of that body, there are some extra yeah, benefits that just come from yeah, us. That's true. And the same yeah. thing mm -hmm. when it comes to the kingdom. There are certain things that when you just lose yourself <clears> in the Lord and just in all your ways acknowledge him and let allow him to direct you. There are some things that he just throw in the pack. Just mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's kind of like angels in the outfield. I was telling <laughs> John that. Yeah. You know, we had some of these guys that were coming up to me and, and probably you too saying how busy they are. Mm -hmm. They don't have time to go to church. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, man, I, I, you know, I really hate hearing that because yeah. I was like you. Yeah. And all I can tell you is when, when you get into that community, community and you start to go down your walk, things get done yeah. uh -huh. and things are organized yeah. That you never really spent the time on. Yeah. It, I know that sounds crazy, but I think both of you can agree that things happen. And there's you know it's the supernatural. The right, there's a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. E even if something happens where you jump out of the boat, you jump back in, the rhythm's still going. That's yes. right. That's yeah. the easiest way to visualize yeah. it. It's Men really that true. say that, yeah. that I don't have enough time, I'll tell you what, they have time for golfing, they have time for bowling, <laughs> right. they have time for brown skin, yes. they have time to watch Kelsey. What I'm saying is, we all have the same yeah. amount of time. Yeah. But the difference is prioritization. Yes. This this is high priority stuff, especially as men. Yeah. If you study scripture, 
the the, the weight of it is on the man. Uh, it just is. His yeah. father's, you know, right. whether it's Cornelius or the Philippian jailer. <clears throat> and if we, what we have done, especially right. post-World War II, yeah. is the men have abdicated mm -hmm. their role as the spiritual head. Women have taken it over. Mothers, oh, grandmothers, yeah. aunts. Yeah. That's why time and again when you hear these athletes mm -hmm. give powerful testimonies, mm -hmm. who do they say led them to Christ? Their who do mother. they say their, their mother. mother, their yeah. grandmother, their aunt? My wife. Now that's similar. Yeah, my wife in, was the first one. In Timothy, yeah. right. when Paul acknowledges Timothy's right. faith, and he says, why does he have this faith? Right. From a child that thou has known the Holy Scriptures. But where did he get it from? It says that in 1 Timothy, from your grandmother yeah. and your mother, yeah. Eunice and Lois. Yeah. Yes. Where's yeah. daddy? Right. Well, we don't know. Maybe yeah. not. And I then how know. did I get to you? My wife and, and Glenny, the prayer warrior, yeah. remember? Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, that, something that's an amazing thing about it. Women have shouldered. Yeah. Somebody says, well, they're the last at the cross and they're first at the risen grave. So mm. where's the matter? Mm. And in missions, <laughs> this is true in missions too. Often it's the women that go into very difficult parts of the world, yeah. famous, legendary. Yeah. My point being, your original point, when men say, I don't have enough time for yeah. church, I don't have, then what do you have time for, is my question. What yes. do you have, because little eyes are watching. That's your right. children, well, dad yeah. never went to church when we were small. Mm -hmm. He didn't think it was important to go to Sunday school class. He didn't put yep. much money in a bag. He yep. would go at Christmas time. But to be part of that body and to go through life together, even going through the seasons, you yeah. know, we look forward to Easter Sunday, and then we're going into spring, and yeah. then the youth go off to camp, right. and then we have a wedding, we go, yeah. and then we, we come together to grieve at a funeral and to mm -hmm. celebrate like we did with my brother mm -hmm. two years ago when he went to be in the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then my two daughters getting married in a church. You know, it's just, yeah. you go through life with these yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I was overseas as a missionary, you know like people are praying for you, thinking about you. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful experience. Yeah. And I, I don't know, because... I go to village churches up north that I swear, there's 50 people maybe. Yeah. We got kind of raggedy hymn books. The, the one had like a, a little pigs running around outside. There was a, the only place they could buy the product was like a little pig product. You know, you're thinking it's not comfortable. It's the fan works and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But that's, Jesus died for that yeah. church. Yeah. Jesus gave his life. That church is precious in his eyes. And I cannot criticize anything. Unless it's doctrinal yeah. or moral, you know, yeah. like Paul. Right, right, right. But it's it's his church. You see, yeah. I don't care if it's thirty or three thousand. It's his church. I have no idea why this visual came <laughs> while you were talking. But when Marilyn and I were in were in Rome, uh, there was this thing, and there's all these birds all over the train center, okay. right? So sometimes yeah. you walk out, and there are so many birds. And so I walked out of our of our um, of our bed and breakfast. And this, we were trying to go somewhere, and several times I walked out, the birds would, would, uh, you know, sure. go to the bathroom all over me. Sure. It, it was ridiculous. So I, I go, I can't believe this, Marilyn. And Marilyn was fine. Why on earth, you know? And then I started thinking with the church. And here's the reason for the visual: you can put on that protective yeah, guard, right, so you right. come off and your clothes aren't dirty. Right. So you can put on that that rainproof coat or whatever it is. That's what it does. That's what it does. Even if you're going to get hit with a pie in the face, yeah. which we still do, it's a lot easier to clean it and to move on. Yeah. That is what it it kind of resembles, right, John? Well, yeah. I mean, it, like it's that invisible. Uh, it's that invisible armor. Yeah. There's there's a there's a protection. There's right. a blessing. There's yeah. a edifying. I mean, 
one of the reasons, there's many reasons the church, but you said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, being a body. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, one is the hand, one is the eye, yeah. one is the ear. The foot can't say to the hand, why aren't you the foot? Right. Well, that that means you, you cannot have a body unless the body is, is together, not right. amputated. Yeah. You don't have a hand over there and your That's foot's right. over there. Uh-huh. Another reason is because the, the body, the believers coming together can identify your gift. Right. They can, because you're, you're moving <clears throat> with these people, they get to know you and they go, whoa, you are really good administratively. We would yeah. like you to do thus and thus. Right. Or you're a good teacher. We mm-hmm. Would you consider teaching these young people? Or we would like, you, you have an interest in going back to, let's say, Central Africa to help with this. We would like to get behind you. You see, yes. they identify your gifting. You can't identify your gifting on your own. Because you might think, hey, I think I'm a good teacher. I'm going to be a pastor. But if you're not in that body, they identify right. what you might have internally feeling, yeah. but they can identify. You You know, you're right. You have to get the hospitality. You have to get the encouragement. You are a good administrator. But you got to do that within the context. And, and what yeah. gets me is the world understands these principles. Mm-hmm. You know, they understand how to franchise, right? Right, yeah. right. Well, the church is a, is a franchising organization. That's what Paul's doing in the first century with his thing. The, 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 the Jesus gave us fellowship, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the, we don't, if we don't do it, what does the world do? Networking. They understand the principle of networking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, big in the world today is mentoring. You get an entrepreneur, right. CEO takes two or three people under his mm-hmm. wing, younger people, and teaches them, models it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus gave us discipleship. <clears throat> All of these things are kingdom principles. Mm-hmm. If we don't use, the world takes. It, you know, um, <clears throat> again, Jan, uh, everything you said, I mean, it's resembled in Romans 12, 3, 8, humble service in the body of Christ. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of you has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve it. If it is teaching, then teach it is, if it is to encourage, then encouragement. Exactly if it right. is in giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You're not going to get that stuff if you don't show up. That's exactly right. right. That's right. Exactly right. That's right. It's, it's not a do-it-yourself yeah. faith. You know, it's, every metaphor used of the church is corporate. Mm-hmm. We're vine. We're the grapes on the vine. You know, Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. Uh, we're sheep in the flock. You know, sheep. Mm-hmm together mm-hmm. we're the body you know we're living stones you know one stone is placed upon it everything is corporate it's not yeah. do-it-yourself lone ranger stuff yeah and what you, what you, the longer I, i'm a believer the more i, I appreciate <clears throat> how what god has given to us it's all given to us i mean yeah. forgiveness indwelling of the holy spirit access to the scriptures yeah but he's given us each other he has and, yes. and nobody's got Absolutely. got everything we need right. each other yeah because there's certain, nobody sees 360. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's people that see this. And just by being with people, it says in Proverbs, he that walketh wise men will be wise. Just by being some of these people in church, you see something. Wow, I really like how this person mm-hmm. is kind or generous and yeah. always has a kind, whatever. Nobody has it all, but everyone, we can learn without even hearing. 
Yeah. We pick something up from people. Right. And that's in the body of Christ. And we, we're going to segue next week, and then we're going to have uh, Dr. Sang is going to be talking mm-hmm. in the future. So we'll, sure. we'll pick this up down the road. Yeah. That's, but the, the whole thing with the church is just, it's really big on my heart uh, because, of course, I belong to a mission organization whose yes. tagline is reaching people, planting churches. Yep. Reaching a particularly hidden people group, unreached people mm-hmm. group. But not that we go in and give a good teaching or do this, mm-hmm. or, but we want to see a church planted mm-hmm. in that area under national leadership mm-hmm. with elders and functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A missionary might help for a while, but once they get there, we get out. Yeah, It's like scaffolding on a building. Once it's it's up, get them out. You know, you don't want missionaries staying too long. But I have a heart for the church because yeah. Jesus died for the church. Yes. You know, he, he, it's his church. It is his I church. I will build yeah. my church. Mm-hmm. And he when a minister just, thinks yeah. it's his church, yeah. we got problems. But when you, when, you, when you look at it, he did it to protect us when he was leaving the planet. Oh. He made it clear. And then the other thing is, don't just go and don't just show up and exactly, leave too. Because right, right. if you realize, you know, you could be the foot, you could be the hand uh, of the body. You guys all have gifts You're to important. offer. Offer them. It's and, like a and football then you become, team. Yeah, and then you become more inclined to get connected to the church. I have closer relationships to the Christian brothers and sisters than I do to my college, high school mm-hmm. buddies, mm-hmm. even to family at times because it's just a different walk yeah. and it's a different relationship and it and it strengthens itself because God ordained it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. All these businesses will yeah. one day fail. Right. Apple yeah. and you know McDonald's right. and this, yeah. they just will. Kings and kingdoms will soon pass away. You see, mm-hmm. but what Jesus built goes into eternity. Yes. It's just what it what it is. And again, uh, we'll pick up on this down the road. It's such yeah. such an important topic. But thank you again everyone for listening. And especially, you know, as we head towards Easter, which is really the central celebration of the year. Oh, Christmas yeah. is very important. Right. But Easter is your key. Death, burial, resurrection. Yeah. And if you're not in church, go to church. That, as David says, don't just go to church. You are the church. Be part of the church. Be invested in the church. It, it reaps big dividends. Yes. It, it just, it does. Take my word on that. Take, no, don't take my word. Take the word of God. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> but, I mean, Jesus gave this command, look, in closing, 2,000 years ago. He gives that command, right? Matthew 16. Mm-hmm. Today, tomorrow morning, across this globe, 2.5 billion people, somehow, some way, will be coming together to celebrate mm-hmm. the fact that Jesus Christ died, rose from the dead. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. 2.5 billion yeah, I'm not saying they're all believers. I'm right. just saying that's that's a movement that he started. Mm-hmm. He said, I will build my church, and he allowed us to be co-laborers. That's yep. a privilege. Oh, it is. Well, God bless you. Thanks again, Wanda. You're very welcome. Thank, thank you, David. Have and, a great uh, weekend, everybody. Yes. Have a good God weekend. bless. God bless you all. God bless you. Thanks, Wanda.